Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm Joe. Jen's here. Ben is here. Lene is not here. Where's my... Hang on. I didn't have it set up because I didn't realize I was going to... But our guest is Andrew Benjamin today from the... Fucking just slipped my mind. The Grateful Disobedient. Grateful Disobedient. Yeah. And it's uh, kind of a show focused from what I can tell. It said a meme cast. So I want to get into what the fuck a meme cast is. And also... You're a huge anarchist, and so that'll give us plenty plenty to talk about. So introduce yourself to the listeners and tell us what you do over at your show and, and your, your meme page. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm Andrew Benjamin. I have a... Well, I was working on The Grateful Disobedient uh, for quite a while, and I'm going to be transitioning into a new show uh, soon, but it'll likely be another meme cast. The meme cast is just simply where we just pull memes up on the screen. And we use that as the basis to dissect it. We we pull it apart. We get to the root level of what that meme's actually attempting to communicate there, and then you know we poke fun at it. We do we mess around with the meme on the screen. It's really it's a lot of fun. If you guys are passionate nice. about memes, uh, the, I would encourage that to like add that as part of the episode. That was our shtick. We just would pull memes up and would say, you know, what is this meme talking about? And more often than not, it was just all voluntary interaction related. Uh, attempt to educate man about his real rights and his real duties of being alive. You know, that was the best thing that we were, that we could do. And it's going to continue through another venue. Uh, Andrew has left the project, at least as far as I can tell right now. So I'll be getting something else started up real soon. Nice. Yeah. Do you have any ideas about where you're going to take that or what's going to be called or anything like that? Anything I can put in the show notes for people to check out? You know, it's, it it's, not not as of yet, but it will be soon. I'll we'll update it as soon as it's something that's more cement. I think I found somebody that I'm going to be collaborating with on it. So, yeah, I'm very excited to keep continuing to spread the word about natural law and objective morality, and just not learning how to live voluntarily in your life in line with consensual principles. You know, that's pretty much it. So, 
Hell yeah. Did you have a total field day pulling apart the leftist memes that were pro COVID? Oh my goodness. <laughs> They're so bad. Was that a, a large portion of your content? The left kid. Oh, yeah. Getting no, that's, least... that's what got me banned from 17 Facebook accounts. They like <laughs> got nice. me clean off the internet because I just kept shredding that narrative. And I actually did an episode where I took the COVID's narrative, as I call it. And I sh- and I shred it through every single one of the twenty seven logical fallacies. Wait, there you go. That'd be interesting. Well, talk about that a little. Uh, what I didn't know there was that many. I'm kind of stupid, so I didn't know there's twenty. Oh yeah, there's tw- there's tw- there's twenty seven whole logical fallacies that you can run through. Uh, just get a list, and you can sign it. You can look directly at those fallacies and see how the COVID narrative ticked every box on the way down. It's- amazing dude you can pull that meme up on from that show and if you could throw it on the screen or something it would let me find it oh i just covered up the whole zoom call all right all good is it from the grateful disobedient website yeah the grateful disobedient uh website there uh it might be kind of tough to find it's on the could be on the show if you look at the show itself it's on the cover of it on that website there but yeah there's 20 there's 27 of them and it's really important for us to get that figured out. Okay, yep. There you are. Now scroll down. Just, yeah, that was I did that uh, show with Passio there. Uh, keep scrolling until you see it on the homepage there, or on the thumbnail. That's a presentation I did. Uh, I love I love that one. The fuck your team, and it has a burning flag of like everything. All That's anti-Semitic, day, by the way. Burning a Jewish flag, very anti-Semitic. <laughs> yeah, I love your page. I checked it out today. All right, and there. Everything just, that we like stand for is everything that they tell us we need to listen to. That's the most important thing. Is honestly the least important thing, and the best thing we can do as citizens is say, fuck you. I don't care about any of the things that you find important. They are no longer important to me. I am important to me and my family. And that's it. Yeah. It's right there above that flat, above the flag burning one. Oh, okay. That one right there, that you see it's the COVID narrative the, with the virus head. And the mask on okay. Aristotle. That's awesome. <laughs> great i found the logical fallacies one where was it i zoomed in and it fucked it all up oh that was it oh, uh was no it? there was a different one that he saw uh because I, I, I was looking shalt, at the same thing yeah it said thou shalt not commit logical there fallacies. it is that one jesus christ <laughs> oh yeah because it's off to the right so straw man slippery slope i can barely read it because yeah straw man is a special pleading a false cause ad hominem loaded questions yeah. So what what were some of the, the standout ones that you saw with the, the COVIDs? Oh, well, it, it was just the, it was pretty much entirely how the appeal to authority justifies turning somebody into a, a pariah because the authorities said that their behavior was not in alignment with their wishes. It's, it's it was pretty, it was hilarious to me that, that everybody, the whole reason why anybody thought that there was such a thing as a COVIDs uh, is because... <laughs> they were appealing to the authority that they saw on TV every night. 
They were saying, yep, some guy in a lab coat told me that this or that or the other thing is going to scare me. So I should be afraid. Now I got to cover my mask. Now I got to get shit shot in my arm. Like, what the fuck? It it was entirely based on an appeal to authority that was so sad to see. It was sad to see. I thought there were far more educated people around that knew what logical fallacies are. But I'm shocked. Well, that's the shitty thing is that these people are the ones that say they're the the intelligent, educated right. people, and they were the ones pushing this shit the hardest because, like the appeal to authority, like you're talking about, they they grew up thinking that they need to believe what per, a person in a white lab coat says or their professor or anything else. So when it's handed down like this, it's easy for easy for them to just accept it and go along with it because they that's the truth to them that is instead of you know using their own their own brain to be like wait and that this doesn't really make sense i don't care who it's coming from it's not making sense well yeah. but we i mean like like andrew like you said like uh you know you're surprised so many people didn't know what that was and i think that that was a shock to a lot of people was when everything really split open and the people that were either on the fence, you know, they're kind of going with the motion, going through their daily lives and didn't really have the option to just stand by. They had to make a choice. I think a lot of people that woke up faster were really shocked at not only how many, but some of the people in their lives that just went right along with it, that just looked around. And you're like, holy shit, I thought I knew you, dude. Mm. Are you that fucking stupid? And it's like, yep, they it, they are and their kids. Okay, that's good. <laughs> that right. was part of it too, though. They wanted us to hate those people, and that's part of the division they wanted True. to cause. Because normally, I would never give a flying fuck if somebody got a vaccine <laughs> for a virus or not. That wouldn't be a question that I would ask. It wouldn't even be a follow up question. Now that's at the all. first question on a date. Have you been vaccinated? <laughs> like- <laughs> I, I guess it probably could be. <laughs> They got well, us to I, care I, about decisions that we d- weren't making ourselves. And it it's fine. You can say they were dumb and it's sad to see your loved ones make dumb decisions. But at the end of the day, sometimes you just got to let that go and let them be them. Yeah, I, I, I had somebody tell me to my face, belly to belly, that he wanted everybody that was unvaccinated to die. We saw a lot of that was that they were actually saying, well, all the unvaccinated people are the ones killing everybody. I wish they would die. It's like, if you're Save vaccinated, life. what the fuck do you got to worry about? Your argument is silly. <laughs> yeah, there's no argument there. There is zero logical argument there. I mean, they will that, fight tooth and nail with you on that, though, and say that there is. It's crazy. I just That was all that was purported, too, in the news. That's all that was pushed out was the yeah. people saying, oh, well, I want all of these people to die. And then the news and the media was backing them. But every single unvaccinated person, if they even really were unvaccinated or not, doesn't matter. They all made the news for dying and on their deathbed, praying that they had wished they got the COVID vaccine. Yeah, that, was a, big, that was a big thing for a while. That was fun. Well, it's all part of the lie. It goes back to the original indoctrination of appeal to authority. So turns out after a lot of studying into the indoctrination system that we call quote unquote school, I've, I've I've determined that there's really only one program that you were designed that was designed to be installed into your mind throughout the entirety of that experience. And fundamentally there's that one program, only one now, everything else is bullshit. None of it mattered. The only thing you were supposed to learn is that obedience to authority is the highest possible virtue. Yeah. 
Obedience to authority is the highest possible virtue. That's all you were ever supposed to learn throughout all of quote unquote school until you get into the specialty trades where you actually learn how to do something, right? But all that indoctrination that it takes to get up to that point is, yeah, that's it. And it just so happens that that's the exact trigger that they use to pull this whole COVID scam, that pull everybody into the scam of voting, paying for people to get mass murdered and genocided through the war machine, getting it called, quote unquote, taxes. You know, it's like this. Okay, it's- yeah. Shortly after this popped off and we started the podcast because uh, we started it in uh, September right after. Uh, but, you know, five months, six months after all this popped off. <clears throat> And uh, I don't think we even got through the end of that year. Uh, and I think actually, Jen, I think you were the one that brought it up the first time was it. It's not so much or it may not may not be so much about the effect or lack of effect of the vaccine. It has to do with them taking a head count of who is going to do it. And who's going to do it immediately and who's going to do the follow up jabs as soon as, uh, you know, and they actually, you know, coined the term Fauciism um, is the idea that as soon as Dr. Fauci gets on there and says, you must do this, uh, it's like, yeah, all of a sudden, everybody goes running down to their local clinic to just (laughs) get every single every single shot that they tell them to roll out. And even on on its face, regardless of uh, what's it called, a narrative or agenda or any of that, for years, it was the same people in the lab coats that were like, we're not going to give you anything until it's gone through extensive trials. And then they would roll it out to the public. We did it for this many years. We did it. We saw these side effects. We made changes here. And this one, it's like, no, we don't need it. Nope. We just we rushed that. We were able to rush the side effects enough to know that it's safe for you. It's like, no, you did. So even on its face, you know, they call it medical practice, the scientific method. It's right. subjective. It, it has nothing to do with anything that is finite. So when they start rolling that shit out, like you're just supposed to receive it like manna from heaven and nom, 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 nom. Sorry, but if you're going to even do that about anything, I don't care if it's the vaccine or COVIDs or whatever you want to call it. If you're doing that by anything, your neighbor telling you something, your school, your job, it doesn't matter if they're just telling you something and you immediately go, yup, I'm going to do that. I'm going to give my life into your hands. It's like you didn't think about that at all. Like if you thought about it and still decided to more power to you, not even a little bit, zero thought. involved. It's just literally entirely based on that appeal to authority. Well, an authority told me so. So I'm going to do it. And you should too. And it works great. uh, It works great on Christians too, just as well, because they're taught to obey authority, obey God or whatever. And that's how we were brought up is you obey people in authority. You just fucking do children in general. We're taught from birth to obey our parents. Listen, listen, listen. And what do we want to do? I don't know a single person that's like, I just listened to my parents and did every single thing they told me. (laughs) Nobody fucking does that because as humans, we want to do what we want to do. We want to learn and grow on our own, make our own mistakes, fuck it up if we have to, but that's how we get stronger. And that's a good thing. It's a positive thing to not listen sometimes and go do stuff and make mistakes on your own. And that's that's part of the the hard, arduous, talented task of trying trying because I, I, I don't care if, if you say you're a good parent or not, you're probably fucked off. 
Um, but everybody who <laughs> has been I a parent, I'm a terrible parent because then I cover all my that, bases. That's I'm what like, I'm no, saying. I'm, I'm like, dude, I'm a fucking asshole, and I'm probably scar. I'm I'm not I'm not beating my children. I'm leaving deep emotional scars in their psyche that they will have for a long time, and then I'm just covered because anything better than that, and I'm apparently winning to my own standard. But it's yeah. the idea that uh, parenting, like Jen said, humans as just a standard, they're built to question. They're built to grow and figure sh their shit out. So part of the hard part about parenting is the idea that you have already done that. It's not do it because I said so, uh, do as I say, not as I do kind of mentality. It's a, hey, 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 I've been there. I asked that same question. I went through that. And I'm I'm here to try to guide you so that you don't have to. But I have to let you if you really want to, because then you're only going to figure it out for your damn self. That's the hard part about parenting there. I, I don't know. Well, at least any of the parents that I know, none of them are just like, you're a robot. If I tell you to do it, you do it without question. It's like, I mean, if I tell you to get out of the fucking street. Yeah, don't ask that question because I don't want to watch you get your fucking head split. And there are certain periods of time where I, I would say that as a parent, especially with younger kids, that is extremely necessary. But just in the overall sense, we're all going to fucking question that shit. Like everybody's going to question. Everybody needs to grow on their own. And parenting is hard for that reason, because you got to let them make the mistakes. You want to try to guide them past the shit that you fucked up. But as a parent, you also realize that that's what they're going to do. So well, it's in the explanation like, though it's it's the because i said so attitude is what authority does to us now that's what comes from the top down to us from the government just do it because it's safe and effective do it to save grandma right. do it we said so it's the same as your parent telling you not to go play in the street but not telling you why or right what happens to them most parents do explain that now but i didn't get that treatment in the <laughs> 80s i just so, wish the, i just wish more people would teach their kids the trivium like the basics of what it means to think, how the brain works. Are you guys familiar with the trivium and how it works? Logic, rhetoric, and... Grammar, wait. logic, and rhetoric. Grammar, logic, and rhetoric, right. So got to learn their language. You got to learn how to think about it and learn, learn how to decipher your reality around you, learn how to process it, and then learn what to do about it based on people trying to show you a better way. You know, they yeah. really care about you and like want you to do the best you can. So... Right. The, that to me is the foundation of all education. If we're not doing that anymore, then we're just indoctrinating, indoctrinating another generation of slaves. Well, you just you just brought up a really good point is the idea of the conveyance of care. If you don't have that, you're a tyrant. There was this whole thing about you. Loyalty is only spurred out of love, not fear. That's been a thing for a very long time because out of fear, that's. It, that's minimal and is short-sighted. It's only going to last as long as they have the chance to stab you in the back. Um, with It's the same idea with anything. If you have, and I, I know people that have had these stories, whether it be a boss or a teacher, where they were like, you know what, that teacher or that boss made a really big impact on me because they cared. I could tell they cared about their employees or I could tell they cared about their students. And it's like, there's a reason for that. Because when you know that somebody cares, even if you disagree with them, you know that their intention behind what they're telling you is for your betterment, even if you disagree with it. But when you have somebody like the government, who we all know doesn't give a shit about us, it's As like a proven track record of not giving a shit. They yeah, have the why would why, why would why would questioning it not be the immediate initial thought? Because it's not like they care about you. It's not like you're doing this for your fucking betterment. So why would That's you not immediately question? Is that the hippie? It? 
the hippie like mentality or group from the 60s like that whole like anti-war anti-government thing were some of the quickest to jump on the covid thing and i know that was the gnarliest thing i couldn't but like everybody that considered themselves a quote-unquote hippie back in the day immediately stepped into line like the npc army it was nuts i couldn't believe it i've had so many interactions with boomers that just completely (laughs) said nope this is it this is reality we're all gonna step in like who was it uh I'll, I'll remember his name here in a second but one of one of the one of a great philosopher that i've read or i used to think it was really good but he he stepped out nam chomsky nam chomsky he he came out and said anybody that that needs to that says no to the covid shot needs to get held down and basically forced to do it and I was like, are you fucking ki-? like this guy was a supposed anarchist slash libertarian, you know, like that's his, what I've interpreted a lot of his philosophy to point towards. But he even came out. This is nuts, man. This is this has turned into mass madness. These well, guys are under this mind control spell. I, I, yeah, I can agree with that. Oh, go ahead. Matt. No, sorry. Go for it. I was just going to say the problem with that whole mentality is he could have been saying something that made sense if people were really dying in the streets if everything that they were saying was going to happen really did happen sure if you're really going to kill grandma and that is proven yeah you should probably get this safe and effective vaccine but that wasn't happening none of the things that they said were happening were happening at all they were just trying to pretend and convince us that they were happening right. and praying if, to god we'd believe that if they really wanted to scare the people they'd be like hey there's this virus that makes you bleed out of your dick hole and it makes you no, like, i gotta see it to believe it i'm out of your nose or, you know something crazy you'd have to be something weird like that for me to be like okay inject it put it in me because jesus christ i don't want to like bleed out of my dick yeah or, well, no it's just from the very beginning i knew the difference between the terrain and germ theory if you know if you know the foundations of the terrain, uh, how your body works, you don't necessarily feel you you cannot fear a fucking boogeyman zombie that's flying through the air that's gonna get cu- spewed from one of your fellow men onto you, and now all of a sudden you're sick. The, those two options don't work together. It's not even possible for that to be the case. It's totally a propaganda machine. Now there are, terrain the terrain model very clearly states that poisons cause disease, right? So if you if you have toxic exposure then you can begin to have symptoms and all those symptoms are manifestations of your body's ability to get rid of those toxins out of your body, completely detox. You don't have an immune system. You have a detoxification system. That's how the body actually works, but they've mass programmed everybody to be scared through all their propaganda efforts. How many movies do you figure they they made about, Oh, there's this virus that's going to be released. Right. So many, so many. First thing we saw. Yeah was you go to Netflix or Hulu or any of that stuff and it was nothing but quarantine contagion and it was all of these movies about outbreaks it was like weird like really this is totally the whole concept is a narrative we have to recognize this the whole concept represents one one solid narrative upon which they've built an empire of pharmaceuticals you know everything the farms you know GMO this whole empire that they work managed to uh, just monopolize the minds of most because they think that's the only way to do it. But there's definitely a better way to go about existence and knowing how your body works, not listening to psychopaths, thinking critically, you know, like right. understanding the trivium. And that's what I've just been floored uh, 
by a large number of people this entire time. There were the, but those that stuck out and said, no, uh, you know, we're good friends. I've made a lot of really good friends yeah. through this because it's like, oh, you said no too. All right. You're family now, man. That's like, well, yeah. it, it, that goes back to that whole uh, picking sides. It's like when you brought up or, or when Joe brought up earlier, how it was like a lot of, you know, mostly it was like, you know, the hippie do what you want kind of movement from back in the sixties and flower children. You know, it was like some of the first people that jumped on the bandwagon to get the jab. And it was really interesting because uh, I think it was Bill Maher brought this up and he said this a lot more eloquently than I'm about to try. But he said uh, people were accusing him of becoming more conservative. And he's like, no, I assure you, I am still the childless pothead that everyone loves from the 90s. And he brought up a point where he goes, it's interesting because, you know, the Republican Party was always or I, I should more or less say the conservatives um, regardless of what par- which party you were in. Um, but the conservatives were always more about law and order. And it was more of the liberals who were like, no, just leave us alone. You know, let us smoke our weed. Let us do what we want. Um, you know, small government or even sometimes no government. But now it's kind of swapped. It, it Now it's the far left that is saying that you're a Nazi if you're white just because you're white. And it's all of the conservatives that are sitting there saying leave me alone let me have uh you know property out where nobody can see me with my pot plants and my guns and leave me alone and it's totally backwards and i i saw this great diagram of basically four squares and it said you know it used to just be red and blue for the most part everybody on one side everybody on the other side but people at least got along now it's like that's been split up into four squares and you have a, a blue and a red and these two are kind of mixed it's kind of a purpley in both of those because you have different sects of each side that are starting to agree with each other in a really weird fucking way where they didn't agree before but it's very distinct lines like now you have people on the same side saying that other people on their side are not good enough to be on that side like it's absolutely bonkers. It, it, the whole thing is split up now, and now it's divided more than it was before. Before, at least, it was like one-on-one. Now it's between all of the uh, pronouns and genders and political sides that you can be on. It's like, well, everybody's got a name for something now, and it's all specific, and it's just fucking ridiculous, and it's exhausting. Yeah, it, does, it just points to the obvious truth that there's no such there's no such thing as a quote unquote government anymore. There never really has been. It's always been a cartel. Mm. It's, it's always been a cartel. It's always been a weapon. Big gov and big pharma, man. These these are always have been weapons pointed at our heads. And it's how how well you can shape your own narrative to figure out how to deal with those psychopaths. <laughs> you know, like this is. <laughs> The, the way I see it, man, that it's it's really important for us to know law. Like we've got to got to got to know what law is. And law is simply free will choice, right? The law is free will choice. You have free will choice no matter what it is you decide to do. And but the first offender of the law is freely given consent, right? Like somebody says yes or no, that becomes, you know, how do you go about operating somebody? If somebody says no, no means fucking no. And there's ways to stand and, you know, forcefully resist with in accordance with saying no. But there's also, you know, if you say yes, then that's all good. Right. But the, and the first violation of that of that consent is somebody obviously trying to say, you know, if somebody says no, then somebody puts a gun to your face and tries to coerce you. 
this is coercion that's happening all the time right <laughs> everywhere we go you know it's it's totally it's really unfortunate that we've been lulled into a complete slumber about the nature of our contracts with the world and i i just feel is a failure of education to not educate people on what that contract really means and what it even means to freely contract to have free will to contract at any given moment you get to choose you know that that's a really important power that we all need to know that we have when it comes to contractual relationships i would uh, uh, I, I would disagree with you on that one point about it's a failure to educate i think that's their success and that's the whole point mm. they, it's their success to not educate what was it uh i don't remember if it was hitler or somebody else but they said if you want to change the opinion of a people you get into their youth Mm. Um, yeah, if you can, you know, intercede on behalf of the education system to get what you want in there, it does all the work for you. It takes one simple idea to a kid without even really pushing it. And that idea grows. And when that grows on a generational level, the, those kids are now the ones who are using force to implement it on the next generation. And they've done a masterful job. For a long since they implemented Department of Education in 1955 or 56, mm -hmm. uh, they the they Rockefellerized uh, the minds of your children. <laughs> Basically, is that when is that when the trivium kind of died out or did? Yeah, it, that's it, when they stopped teaching back. that the kids used to be yeah. taught classical education from an early age, but now ever since the Rockefellers took control of the education construct with their Department of Education, now they get to mandate what curriculum is taught in this school in order to receive their quote unquote accreditation. Mm. Right. Mm -hmm. That's when all the boomers were born too. My parents were born in 54. So mm -hmm. they were maybe banking with the COVID narrative that we would be listening to our parents and just blindly trusting everything and the science. That was their goal. That was clearly their goal because they they were able to so thoroughly indoctrinate that entire generation, you know, that it, they thought that it would just obviously automatically transmit to the next two or three generations. And there's no fucking way because it's not in any way, shape or form alignment with critical anybody that can think critically, even some right. well, the most well-known scientists have come out and been like, say, this is all bullshit. <clears throat> we need to stop this madness i mean they're literally poisoning an entire population and it, it's clearly the depopulation agenda because they think they have far too many fucking idiots around useless eaters they call us in their own hold vanilla. on they might be right on that yeah well okay. you know <laughs> so there's a oh man which side do you think they want to keep because we go back and forth with this so yeah used to say i used to say they're trying to kill everybody with the vaccine and then i thought they're trying to kill those people but keep us unvaccinated for like a higher purpose or to make us the slaves in some other way like they might come out and say good job you didn't get vaccinated congratulations you passed now here's your next task and some people not us will feel rewarded by that they'll feel so validated and maybe trust the government at that point mm. No, I, I literally think the government is just no longer going to exist. We're, we, I think that is the reality that is going to have to be necessary. The necessary conditions, the complete dissolution of all what we currently know as quote unquote government. What I really do think we could do is completely decentralize the legitimate function that it plays as far as making sure that everybody doesn't kill each other, right? There's a laws based way to exist in the world that's based in the, on the principles of nature, the consent. Right. And then the gut and those that know their power to say no to the entire lot of it and step aside and start living according to that 
are just going to have a breakaway situation. The people that really recognize this, we're not even going to acknowledge the existence of it because we're all going to be able to contract privately amongst each other. That's the key for, for folks like us is to know how to contract properly so that we go about creating the private world that we can create. Because this is one giant private world. You got to realize the legal the legalese society, the legal society is a private world. It's private. It's their own society. They've built it. That's like encapsulated it with their language. So we have to call them on their legalese and their language and actually bring it back to English. They've managed to monopolize all of these legal contracts. Imagine how many things are lawyers involved with in our society, in our quote unquote society, right? Every fucking thing. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, that's that, that's one of the most annoying things is the legal system because like you said, everybody needs to know law or how the law works and everything. But how do you see this going down as far as the taking down of the current what we know is the current government how does that go does it go down with like a bunch of people being nuked or like how i don't see how how this happens you know in the current way that everything works well the land has been the equivalent to nuked over this past week and a half yeah all across the i mean quite literally that's pretty <clears throat> that's actually happening right now you know that's some fucked up uh fucked up scenario but no i really when it comes down to it, we're just going to have to get enough. We're just going to have to have for enough people to say enough is enough. Enough is enough. And then everybody says, and then everybody at once says no. And it's a mass stand up and say, look, we're not going to listen to your legal bullshit anymore. We're going to use the proper language. We're going to take control of our own language. What we choose to use with our words is we're going to have a, you know, the, our, the, a dictionary that is not going to any way, shape or form be analogous to legalese. <laughs> it'll be English only, right? Specifically. And then as soon as people start speaking the same language again and words actually have meaning again, then we can step in and say, look, we're just going to ignore you guys out of existence, create our own contracts, trade amongst with our own property. We don't need their property to trade with anymore. We've decentralized the what we trust to facilitate the, the movement of goods and services and no longer need a Federal Reserve. All of those machinations will just crumble under their own weight because they're, they're going to significantly overreach with their CBDCs. I think they have way, it, the only reason why they had any sort of, well, the only value that they could really represent was something that you could trade freely amongst everybody else. That's the nature of any good currency. Because who has a claim to gold that you have in your depository or in your, in your house, in your own possession, right? Nobody else has claim to that gold. It's all about having the, the ownership of whatever it is you're trading with. And it right. was so, go ahead. Is this like your uh your kind of your definition of anarchy then? Because a lot of people, you know, have a smirk when you say anarchy. They think it just means fucking chaos and everybody is Mad Max and whatever. Anarchy, from what I know, is just no rulers, which okay, there's a time and a place for different people in, you know, to make decisions, but uh, what's what's your definition of anarchy? It would be kind of something like that where everyone just kind of has their own system that they agree to work out with each other because with the amount well, of retards i see on the planet right now i don't see that happening anytime soon there's too many stupid people to make that work at, at the moment at least well the way the way i see it and you're right it's no rulers but that does not mean no rules right right I was this, that is how, was... this is how we got into this this what we are now though is because they were like we need rules we need people to enforce those rules boom now we have what well, we have now 
Kind of. I mean, there have always been people to enforce rules and it's come a long way when it used to be that religion um, and, you know, people like the Vatican were also the people who enforced the rules. It was not just, uh, you know, private or or uh, what's it called law of the land, but it was actually religious law as well. The whole idea of the great uh, American experiment experiment was that you governed yourself you were self-disciplined and you had certain laws that were just to your human beings that you didn't cross. The idea was is that you ruled yourself as long as your self-ruling yourself wasn't going to go against some of those harsh laws. This was also why we did separation of church and state. Everybody, everybody now, or at least I know from my parents, they're always talking about how when the law starts to affect the church, we fought for church and state. And I'm like, that's not how that went. We wanted church and state separation to get separation from the church because the church in almost all of Europe was also what ran the law. So we didn't want those two being combined. And that's the whole idea of why we wanted to do America in the first place. Do you think that at any given, or do you see a point in history like a, a, a particular marker where you feel like that just turned on a dime? Well, what I, a point in history, uh, well, first of all, um, precedent does not equal possibility. There are things will ha could happen for the first time in history. So that's not necessarily, but it's always, anytime you see enough. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. People get, get fed up and start saying no to all the order followers around there. It's been, it's happened many times throughout history. I can't think of a, I, have, I wasn't at any part throughout history, right? So True. I'm, I'm here now and I can definitely see a scenario where we just, I mean, just look at the Declaration of Independence even. I'm all for a declaration, of, a decentralized Declaration of Independence 2.0, right? Like mm -hmm. where we all just stand up. If you know that document well enough, I've read it numerous, like it's it's ingrained in your soul once you understand what it means, but it's just all men are created equal. We have that ability to stand as men and, and contract accordingly. 
it's a fundamental recognition, I guess, of what it's going to take for us to really stand up and all at once say no. Because that's our power is in our ability to, to recognize ourselves in each of us, in each other, and say, look, there's basic rights there or basic duties to exist. And I would consider self-defense as a duty, right? If to fend off aggressors, it's, it's, it comes down to what you can't do. It's negative law really is, is what I'm so passionate about getting out there. And even if, even if right now I can't off the top of my head, come up with a, a scenario where it just switched on a dime. Cause it obviously takes time. Right. I mean, this isn't gonna, something that's going to happen overnight, but in the blink of an eye, it can be like a five year period where, you know, the all of the farmland is getting dropped throughout the entirety of the U.S. Right. We're we're finally the entire system is essentially coming to a grinding halt economically. And then there's going to need to be something that's going to take to, to rise out of the ashes. The problem is, is it going to be this? this totalitarian nightmare that the WEF wants or, uh-huh. or is it going to be what we're going to be able to contract amongst ourselves to create? Cause nobody's fucking coming to save us. And, and we can appeal to precedent and appeal to versions of history that we've been taught. That's not really as important as what we're going to do now, given this, the shit storm that we're about to be in with the nature of what happens when these types of structures do collapse. Cause look at the Roman empire. What happened there? They claimed it had collapsed, but it actually went covert and spread like a fucking virus, which is what the nature of a virus is. It's always been a mind virus. Yeah. Shit, you just said a lot there. You had me caught me speechless. I was just saying, I'm chewing it. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what? So I still want to get back to like where? How do you think this goes moving forward? Because there, you well, said it, it comes back to enough of us saying no. Yeah. Okay, so enough of us say no. The, the people need to take responsibility for themselves, and yeah. that I would agree with. And but, but from what I see is that most people nowadays, at least what you see on social media, is nobody wants to take responsibility for themselves at all. They want to outsource it to somebody. They want somebody else to tell them what to do. Somebody else to take the blame if they do something wrong. Yeah, they you know, dependent. I didn't hit that. I didn't hit that thing in the road. That thing hit my car when my car was moving towards it. You know, it's that kind of mentality. And that it seems like that's kind of the big thing right now is nobody wants to take self-responsibility. So are we, are we just uh, in the minority now of people who are going to be living in the mountains, like mm-hmm. thinking like this or what? <laughs> You know, we definitely could have a breakaway, but it's going to be a lot of us, man. There's gonna, I think that when we, when it comes down to it and it gets bad enough, when the suffering gets real enough, like this, the grocery sales start running empty, like there's mustard gas in your basement if you're over in Ohio right now, right? Like, yeah, that shit is one of the gnarliest. It has to get bad enough. Nothing really changes until we suffer enough. But that moment, that moment when enough is enough is when the tide changes. And I feel like that moment's already passed because the minorities are going to just con- or the minorities are going to continue to move in the direction of the the better way well until it's not until we get a large enough people thinking about the critical issues of existence before we're able to make the mass change and then all of the 80 percent i think of it as another pareto principle man 80 20 80 20 is where the 20 are going to be the ones that step up and really start to do live a different way privately, contractually amongst each other. And then the 80 percenters be like, yeah, we're just all dying over here because we just keep listening to these psychopaths. Uh, and then we're like, yeah, so then our numbers are just going to build. 
our numbers will just keep building, man. That's why it's so critical. It's so important for people to get on the podcast like you guys are doing and get the word out about thinking. Like, come on, guys. You know, this is batshit. Mass madness maniacs i mean the the whole purpose for our existence i'm convinced the whole purpose for our existence is to pave the way for seven generations from now to be able to achieve their end to be to be able to achieve a life of freedom of self-determination of free will choice and it all comes down it all comes back to that principle for me man that's what that's what we're here for that's why we exist i'm convinced and so it's a duty man it's steward to, to stand up and say no when psychopaths overreach because especially now if psychopaths continue to overreach this far into exi the existence of man we're looking at some serious i mean slavery will, uh, is about to go overt again because they've, they've kind of lulled us into believing that slavery didn't exist by going co by going covert for a long time but i think there's enough people that if you gave them a good place to live and food on the table they'd gladly be your slave I think right? isn't that everybody in America or the you know the greater uh, westernized westernized world? I mean, we're all basically slaves to a degree. Well, to the extent that we're using the master's script as money, yeah, you know that right there. That's we're we're not trading in anything of value anymore. The master gives us the money, and we trade amongst each other with it. You know, it's so. Yeah, we're definitely. I'm not. I'm not in any way, shape, or form saying that I don't use cash, right? Like, that's yeah. just the only way to be able to exist, right? No, because every everybody around you only accepts cash. Because when you see yeah. it, for, when you see it for what, what it is, it's kind of it, the nightmare gets real, and you're just like, holy fuck! Yeah, we're on? not meant to trade in that. We're spending our time. We're spending the time that we could be creating or growing food or doing something of value and getting paid in cash to do menial, basic, everyday tasks, get paid in cash, and then go spend that cash for a company that the people do the same thing at. It's maddening. Well, and don't forget the 30%. And lose money at every single turn. Yeah. Yeah, th exactly. I was gonna say, or when you go to buy something and then the rulers get another pinch of that. And when you, you know, do anything, um, what I was gonna say, Joe's, he reminds me a lot of the Hatter, and he, when we were talking, had that conversation about trading in, uh, you know, tangible goods or uh, or private services, um, and also the gentleman that talked about getting pulled over on Crow Triple O Seven or Triple Seven, where he was talking about getting pulled over and was like, nah. <laughs> yeah, it's a private yeah, organization. That's the thing, though. People don't want to. I mean, I, we talked about this a show or two ago. I don't, I don't want to deal with cops at all. I don't, I don't want to get pulled over. I don't want to have to do that. And if, if I can send them on their way by showing my ID and everything, then fuck off. So the, the fact that this guy wants to put up with, and if you haven't heard that episode, go check. I can't remember which one it is, but it's mm -hmm. great. This dude has a whole recording of him, inter, you know, yeah, interacting with this cop and basically just saying, I don't have to have any of this documentation He's because educated too so don't yeah. try this at home don't, unless yeah, you're as educated it. as yeah. this guy. read the law and very I, very clearly and he also the law is meant for interpretation a lot of people lucky. think it's just written in stone the law is meant for interpretation that's why different things happen in different cases all the time well different so, cops too if you got some dickhead cop in minneapolis well, or something i mean full disclosure he said on that episode after playing the recording this was one of the very few times that I was let go, I can't tell you how many times I've had to appear in front of a judge, but 
he also knew uh what is it uh black's law dictionary like basically by heart he had uh copied papers from black's law dictionary knowing exactly where the conversation was going to go he had all of his ducks lined up in a row because he knew exactly what route they were going to take because that's their training they have a route that they take and so he laid it all out and at that point there was nothing else that they could say i mean they could have arrested him uh but then they just would have went to court and nobody wants to spend that kind of money on a guy who didn't show his license. Mm. Yeah. You know, it, it all comes down to the name. The name he went into that as well. The name is the originating contract right there. Yeah. So if they get you to agree that that's your name. Well, that's basically what he said is he said, I don't need to give you my name. I don't need to identify myself. That is only if you are doing something criminally wrong and I have not done anything criminally wrong according to the law. He went into the Supreme Court uh, rulings for that part and said, I do not need to identify myself. I am a man. Hmm. An ordinary man. I, I, I like saying, I, I've said before that that sounds real similar to what I'm called sometimes. <laughs> Occasionally. Uh, but, you know, I'm called many things by many people, not all repeatable in polite company, right? Like, Correct. Well, good for you. You're not in polite company. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> well, I'm just saying this is that's the whole game. It's the name game. People need to figure out who and what the fuck they are and who and what the fuck they're not. Are, are you a piece of paper? Yes. Uh, no, you're not. A... <laughs> so, it's you know, the way I see it, man can't have a name. Because as soon as you try to name a man, it changes. We change. As soon as somebody gets named, to name you is to negate you, right? You can use a name. I like that one. You can use a name to, to facilitate commerce and do whatever it is that you got to do to put a roof over your head and prepare the way for posterity, right? But it's not you. And you didn't choose the name. Somebody always names you. They tell you your name. Mm -hmm. It's never a personal choice. And ultimately, what's the very first thing you do on a homework assignment when you're getting ready to fill it out, right? Name and date. Name. There, there it is. That's the program. And it's that name that allows the quote-unquote authority to access everything about your world. That's the whole way. Because as long as you're obeying the authority, they can go about raping and pillaging you because they own that name. That's not your name anymore. It's been contracted away. Right. Right. So it's a really fucked up scenario. People just simply have to know that that's you're not on a piece of paper. It's not possible for you to be on a piece of paper. I mean, none of us, we're all men here, right? None of us are pieces of paper. Imagine that. <laughs> well, one of us is not a man, as far as I know, but <laughs> a womb man, a room, a womb man. But you know, we well, have, I am man. Like I am human. Saying, you, uh, you're, she's man. Your name. That's why I say, man, we're all just men here. Even even women, womb man. You know, it's uh, you have a womb for that purpose. Extra, extra man, and there uh, it is. So, but so I, everybody uh, doesn't choose their name, like you were saying. Uh, you know, somebody else always names you. But guess what? You can at least choose your pronouns now, because that's important. You know, Christ, <laughs> stupid. <laughs> God, I fucking hate that conversation so bad. Oh, it's one of so the hard. well. See, this is this is why this is happening right now. This is why this is so encouraged. Because they they have a giant profit model built on you not knowing who and what you are. Oh, they have a giant profit model on cutting off 12-year-olds' tits and telling them that they're the other one. Right. 
right, right. And they can and they can they only are allowed to do that because you don't know who and what the fuck you are. And that's their goal is to make you is to drag you further and further and further away from the reality of that. There's so much pushback, though, because people know inherently what the fuck they are. I was just telling Joe the other day, they're never going to take our subconscious knowledge of what a man and a woman is and what that difference is. I don't care if you're trans right now. If you say, hey, I went to the bank the other day and the chick behind the counter gave me my money. If you think (laughs) in pictures, which some people don't, you're never, ever going to say, could you give me more information? You're not going (laughs) to. And that they had a beard and maybe lipstick and maybe a dick. You're going to picture a girl casually, quickly, and go on your way with that whatever thought in your friend telling you that story. They can't steal our subconscious. They're never fucking going to. So I don't give a fuck when I see that narrative. I'm like, I don't care. No one's going to buy it, dude. No one's buying it. You can pretend all you want. Unless you go to Thailand, then you will be surprised. (laughs) That is totally true. (laughs) Well, it's just the perversion of language. Just, that's really all it is. They, that's language, a big thing now. They've gotten, they create all these different words that they'll choose to call themselves. Create what as bother- many narratives as they possibly can. Uh, and, and then just use that to confuse people further and further, compartmentalized away from the nature of who and what we actually are. <laughs> you know, it's like... What bothers me about the language thing isn't the idea of coming up with new words that mean something specifically to the word in their in the origination of that word. Take medicine and law, for instance. There have been a lot of words that had to be created, uh, you know, still using uh, root words, suffixes, and all of that stuff to actually give it, uh, you know, some kind of ample definition behind why it's called that. It's when they start taking words that for a very, very fucking long time have meant one thing. And now they're like, doesn't mean that. It's like, hold on a second. Like vaccine? You have to go back and change everything that everybody learned and said and thought about that one word. It's like, if you want to make a new word, that's fucking fine. But don't don't change what we have always known to be words that we use all the time so that it fits a particular narrative because then what happens is you get people that go out and they say this narrative with words that everybody knows and people go oh i don't take it like that well i meant it this way it's like i don't give a fuck what you meant those aren't the words that came out of your filthy sewer like fuck (laughs) no no doubt but this legalese language man this legalese it's a different language entirely it's not english it's completely foreign to english actually it's not that's the thing that we've got to realize is that this is there's no way that they can compel you to actually speak a foreign language that you don't know. Can they sp- compel you to speak words that you don't understand? Right? They're like, trying to Bill C-16 in Canada. They compelled can't. speech. They can't do it. You, you have free will choice to speak how you will. And, you know, there's no possible way they would love. They'd love for you to believe that they can that's their goal. That's ultimate. That's been their goal for a long time. That's why they have these quote unquote community standards that kick me off Facebook all the time. Just for talking about the terrain <laughs> model, literally, just for talking about the terrain model in comparison to the the fucking um, yeah, Covid's narrative, Ger- germ theory. Is this why Gen Z talks the way they talk? No offense, yes. Gen Z, if you're listening, but it's very confusing and nobody understands you or thinks you're cool. Oh, I disagree. I mean offense. Fuck you, Gen Z. <laughs> oh. I'm just kidding. There's hardly any Gen Zers that listen to our show, if you can believe analytics. So we're only offending like two people. So it's fine. 
No, I, I, to I totes hate Gen Z AF. Uh, that's straight bussing, yo. For real, for real, no cap. <laughs> we got to call, better we gotta call bullshit. That. We got to call bullshit on legalese, guys. That's it, man. That's the fucking goal. That's the rainbow where we figure it out that, hey, we're going to retake control of our own language. And we're going to actually know our dictionary. That's the very first step in the trivium. You know your language. You know your grammar. Right? Like, we've got to get on that. we got to all go back to like second grade and learn our language very clearly over again and say yes these words mean this thing you know <laughs> it's, it's funny that you say that too because i i used to say this to my dad all the time we, we grew up watching 30s 40s and 50s movies my dad always said that if it's over 1960 or over pg or both we aren't gonna watch it so well fuck you too um but i remember watching i remember watching these older movies and older interviews and things of that nature um and I asked my dad, I said, why do they always talk so funny? They had a very specific, especially in the like in the black and white uh, before color came in, like late 50s, mid 50s. There was a specific cadence and way that they talked. I'm not a fan of it. But then I as I got older and I paid more attention to it, I started realizing a lot of things. Even the younger kids had the same exact way that they talked. And then I started appreciating it more the older that I got with how crazy everything has gotten now. They were very concise. They spoke clearly. They didn't just ramble through their words. You could understand every single thing that they said. They thought before they spoke. And granted, it, you know that was 99% of what I saw. There's always going to be the, the crazies that don't follow that. But you end up having this entire shift where... All of the sudden, everything just kind of changed. And we've talked about this a lot. And I know this goes a little bit uh, farther out of the wheelhouse that we're talking to today. But from 1955 to 1975, which was when they introduced LSD, uh, they did the MKUltra program. You had the rise of the Beatles all through the 60s. It It's so crazy in a 20-year span how much that changed. But when you look at the 20 years before that, 35 to 55, mindset wise, everybody was pretty much the same in that thought pattern from 1935 in the middle of the Great Depression all the way up through 1955. People had a general mindset. That's one generation. I am barely a generation and a half years old, and I can still go back to when I was a kid and go, holy fucking shit. This has changed so dramatically in the last 20 years. And then you talk to somebody who's 20 years older than you and they go, yeah, it's changed even more. You know, it changed dramatically in the first 20 years I was alive. Now it's the next like, what the fuck? Things have changed so much. It's like, I don't know. Th things are just blowing out at such an exponential rate when you compare it to how they used to be. Things progressed very slowly. It's like now everything is just whatever you want it to be. There is. They've muddied the waters on everything. Nothing is nothing is finite. You cannot tack down anything. But at the same time, they'll come out and say, you need to listen to us and do exactly as we say, which to me on its face is just absolutely ridiculous. It's completely asinine and they're not even clear on their terms. They just make this shit up right. as they go. They make this shit up entirely as they go. And the key and the remedy for every one of us is to call them on that language. And like, what do these words mean? I'll sure I'll be happy to answer your question if you answer these 38 questions I have about the nature of the <laughs> you posted it. 
Absolutely. I, like I agree with that 100 percent. That would be a great trial to watch if they just made the lawyers mm -hmm. and judges explain Define every single everything. term. Yeah, because what they're trying to do, I agree with Andrew 100 percent. What what they're trying to do is get you to say, yes, I agree to a, a situation and a that you just don't understand. They're like, we we're saying this, some words kind of make sense. The others is legalese, Latin and nonsense words. And we just want you to say yes. And when people say yes, they got them. That's it. And no, I think that, and what I've used uh, before in, in front of the, for, like, yeah, it worked. Uh, you, I you, just, you just gotta, okay. So <laughs> I was, I was arrested one time. We won't go into that story. But I'll tell you what I said when I finally got in front of the judge. Right. And this is a, this is the foundation. This is the foundation of why I do this work. What he says is your name, Andrew, so-and-so, right. You say, whoa, that sounds real similar to what I'm called sometimes, but that is not me. I don't speak legal. Quote, unquote, right. Don't understand any of this. I'm here under duress against my will without any form of consent, and I have a duty to inquire what is the nature and cause of these proceedings. What was their response? Oh, the judge get pissed? He said, <laughs> he, he looked like he just swallowed a jalapeno. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. That's their only response I would expect. Cartoon red with smoke coming out of his ears. Oh, yeah. I love these stories so much when you get to... Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then he said, then he said, uh... Is your name Andrew so and so? <laughs> I said, well, again, that sounds real similar to what I'm called sometimes. <laughs> but that pointed right a little piece of paper in front of him, right? Whatever he just casts off the spells that are on it, right? That is not me. I'm right here. I don't speak legal, don't understand any of it, here under duress against my will without any form of consent. And I have a duty to inquire. What is the nature and cause of these proceedings? And he said, uh, uh, then he got really freaked out. <laughs> then he said, and then he said, is your name Andrew so-and-so? <laughs> let's try it a third time. Yeah, I said, look, again, this is the last time. I mean, I was assaulted, kidnapped, thrown in a cage last night, you know, all this other stuff. What I, I asked him, I said, what does a name, quote unquote, mean to you? I don't speak legal. I don't understand any of this here. That's true. I just thought about that because they'll say, what is your legal name? What is it? I don't speak legal, man. What the fuck? I'm legally blind, legally deaf, and legally mute here, guys. Like, <laughs> See that? You can call me upgrade. So you I've, can I've make heard... up anything at that point. It's entirely a kangaroo court, guys. So that's why I said, then I repeated for a third time. Then I called them all incompetent in the room after they started rambling off some other stuff. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> I called everybody in the room incompetent. And then I said, and then I said, I require these matters closed immediately. And they let me go. Personal recognizance came back on that Wednesday. Right. Before I had a chance to say anything, they just said released unconditionally forthwith. Get the fuck out of here. You don't want it. You don't want it. <laughs>
And then you look up. They're so, like, we don't even have time what for is all that with the, the three times. I've heard that a lot where if you if you rebut them in a certain way three times, they, they're basically their hands are tied. Is you that have true? To say it three times? That's the magic, man. You got to say it three times. And, the, and if you stop them right there at the name, if you stop them right at the name, they can't get any further. Like hmm. the, there's nothing there to be done if they can't have a name to run through their process. That is a fucking fantastic story. That's perfect, on. dude. Holy that's shit. awesome. So that, that does make sense, though, because uh, that's really the only way you can get them, especially in court like that, when everything is on record and you're basically saying, I'm not this name. I'm a dude just standing here. That sounds real. That, that sounds real similar to what I'm called sometimes. But that is not that. me. <laughs> that is not me. Like, that's not who you're looking for. I'm not who you're looking for. Okay, you're looking for that. Whatever that is, it's right in front of you. You found it. Congratulations. Put that in jail. <laughs> That's yeah, so but... perfect, though, because people in that situation are usually terrified because they feel like they're surrounded by people who know more than them. They don't want to stand up. It's made to be they intimidating. Feel like going, the whole exactly. It's is. complete intimidation. And you honestly probably didn't know exactly what was going to happen in that moment. So I commend you for continuing and going forward with what you were doing because you. It sounded like you didn't have much to lose at the, at the time. Yeah. So. <laughs> <Possibly>. <laughs> But still, you—it's it, all oh, an intention game, and they're going to do it until the until the last moment. So the fact that you won—that's fantastic, and everyone should try that. Yeah, it's a—it's a, it's I a could get arrested on purpose. Just do it. I think everybody needs to be able to stand. Well, there's other ways to do it besides getting arrested on purpose. I'm not advocating that, right? That's there are other ways to do it. There's ways you can do it in the paperwork. There's other ways you can do it, but you know, to stand up and actually know it know who and what you are and know who you are not in front of these pseudo or quote unquote authorities that everybody's always been programmed to obey. It's a different thing, man. It's like you stand up and you, you say it, there's no attorney that's ever going to speak for you to your benefit. In fact, you signing up for an attorney puts you in the category of non-compass mentis of non-sound mind where you can't even speak for yourself. You're incompetent. You're an infant, a ward of the state at that point, the moment you sign up an attorney, you're done. Forget about it. They got you for as long as they could possibly can. But as soon as you have the knowledge of how to say no, and you know what to say no to, you say no to their language with, I don't speak legal, right? You got to know that you don't speak. You aren't authorized to speak their fucking language, man. That's the craziest part about it. That's a private language run by the private bar that is privately conducting commerce, a slave trade using your ass because you agree contractually to be a surety for a stranger. Right, the contractually you become a surety for somebody you don't even fucking know. I'm just saying that's a bad idea. You can't so to question them on their presumptions. If anybody wants to know why this works, look into the twelve presumptions of canon law. The twelve. I've heard about canon law. Yeah. The twelve presumptions of canon law. Though all these courts, quote unquote courts, are operating on the presumption of law. And if you question them on their presumptions, they're like, oh, 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 oh never mind. <laughs> As they should, because they're just presumptions at best. Come on. They, they're presumptions at best, but a, a presumption stand, stands until it's rebutted. Right. You yeah, exactly. To, you just have to have, have the to, confidence to stand up. Yes. You have to, you have to stand up and say, no, <laughs> that's not me. That's a piece of no, fucking I, paper. Like you're saying, it's it, it's so everything is built so uh, 
condescending and you know overwhelming for people that are in that. I've been through the prison, or not prison, but jail system at least. I've been through the legal system a couple times, and it is terrifying because you don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck you're doing. You don't know what they're saying to you. You don't know what the the implications right. of these charges they're bringing are going to do to you or your life. So you're like, I'm just going to be a good boy and cooperate with whatever this guy in the black robe says because there's other guys in here that have guns that very possibly could shoot me if I do the the wrong thing. That's what you're just going through your head as well, I wouldn't say people, a criminal, but as somebody who's understand. in that situation. People don't but understand the, the level of of uh, submissive guilt when you know you know that you did some dumb shit. And so now there's a part of you that goes, I'm going to get what I deserve. And so I'm going to fucking take it on the chin because that's how my dad raised me. Like there's a thought process behind it. And I'm not saying that that's correct, but I'm also not saying that it's wrong. Yeah. I mean, there's, well, you know, there's, if you did some dumb shit and you probably, and shit that you probably shouldn't do, there will already be consequences for you in life, right? That are, that life is going to show you that real fucking quick. We don't need any third party intermediary that's going to say, hey, it does. Be the arbiter of all things moral and right, you know, like, and they've done so by co-opting our language into this legal trick. Legalese, right. the language of legalese is the trick, man. We're not authorized to speak their language. We didn't go to their school for six years. Tech, it doesn't apply to us. <laughs> like we got to say that. We got to know that every fiber of who and what the fuck we are, man. And I mean, I'm convinced that who and what we are, as far as the nature of consciousness. Because this is the question that I've had for a long time: is what What is the nature of consciousness itself? Because that was a question that started me out. Because sure. I started, I started to experience like looking at this this point of light behind my eyes every time I closed my eyes, right? It was just always there. And I was like, what is that? What is that? What is that? I had to figure it out. What is that? Because well, it was clearly that, you know, what's behind my eyes, apparently, whatever I call my. And uh, it's, it was a long time before I figured it out. And it's simply gratitude, man. Gratitude is the essence and nature of consciousness itself. I'm so convinced. Like, that's it. There's nothing further than that. Yeah. As as- to be grateful for this experience. We're just living life and it's supposed to be fun. So when we live this life in a shitty way and just obey everyone, we're not really doing the best we can. No, we're not giving, we're not appreciating the fullest of the fullness of our capacity to think for ourselves, man. I'm, I'm convinced that the essence, the only reason why you put one foot in front of the other, in other words, because you appreciate which, what the result of that action is going to be for you. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a it's a phenomenal thing so like when you're experiencing appreciation in your life you're at that moment in alignment with your most authentic nature and and you and you have the ability to exercise the full amount of your will to advocate from the direction of what's true what's real you know like what what is real in this experience man and get to the bottom of it ask all the questions your the quality of your questions you ask will dictate the direction of your life every time so that would always be my superpower right if i ever wanted to have a superpower it would be to always have the right question at the right time to achieve the right result that you would that you hope to improve the quality of life for everybody around you i mean that's it that's what it would be questions are key questions are so key and yeah, I know I could go on for hours, man. I'm so passionate about this. I, I have no amount of shortage of talking about these types of ideas because we have to get this into the mass consciousness 
in order to actually bring about the world that we're going to see instead of this world economic. I mean, they're very clear about their vision for slavery of man. They're not ambiguous about it. They're not hiding it. They're putting it out there right now, right? Yeah. So the only way we're going to be able to bring about the antithesis of that is bringing about a, con- a counter narrative and get on the same page about it. I, I, I'd love to see a, a Declaration of Independence 2.0. Are we going to get this going, guys? You want to like actually put pen and write this out? And we'll get, Why not? We'll get a whole, we'll write a bare bones skeleton and then get more people contributing to it and say how we would massage it here. We would change this, right? I wrote, I wrote the beginnings of what I'd like to have some of the principles that are included and it's on, it's up on the website. It's got, it's on the, your grace to gratitude tab. Yep. I was reading that today. I loved it. I think that's a, that, that is what a third party, I call it a voluntary consensus for legitimate self-governance. I feel like it, based on principle, it would just literally overnight, given the internet, we can just say, hey, we like this narrative a whole lot fucking better. And guess what? We're going to print this contract out and we're going to post it on our domicile, wherever it is that we're living. And now this is the law here now. You know, weird is, uh, a couple of years ago, I would be like, OK, good luck with that. But th- that it might actually work if it's worded correctly or you know there is something to that contracting we can definitely get you on again because i want to i want to kind of go over more of this this legalese shit because i I love that subject because it's something that we're definitely not fucking taught and for obvious reasons so i was yeah (laughs) before we get out of here though tell everybody where they can find you and what you're going to be doing i know you're going to keep us updated on your uh whatever new project you're going to be starting but till then where can people contact you if they have questions Till then, it's just the gratefuldisobedient.com. Whatever you can com- you can comment on there and keep up to date with there. Uh, we'll be setting something up further for the newsletter. I'm really looking forward to getting back on the the podcasting uh, situation soon. Oh yeah, uh, I mean just because it's really important. I call it meme casting, man. We got to get these memes out there. Do and, you have Instagram for your memes? Uh, uh, Facebook, Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Facebook. Instagram's you know- a great platform for memes. Just letting you know. Well, you do. Yeah. You, get, like, you do get dinged on there as I do from time to time. Yeah, that's the thing. I, I All social media, though, man, it's all control. I'm just constantly trying to throw this concept of those legal nonsense right. out yeah. there all the time. I'm, making, I'm bashing the legal society as hard as I can on Facebook. That's why. Another reason why they don't like me either, because I call them out on the difference between the two. Most people don't know that they're not a part of the legal society. <laughs> right? Like, that's a, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll get back on and talk more about this. Uh, cause yeah, the, the work is just going to get more intense. It's going to be fun though. It's going to be fun. We've got to do this. This is what we're here for. This is yeah, what exciting. Yeah, it's going to be fun because it's not, we're not going to be in the machine anymore. We'll be out of it working for ourselves, doing the things we need to do to survive. That should be inherently fun. And what better types of people to have on your team than this guy right here who knows his shit and can teach other people. So keep doing what you're doing, dude. Great to meet you. Uh, even though I was just staring at your your uh, your legal name this whole time instead of your face, but that's fine. We'll do, uh, we can no, see. No, no, that's not, yeah, that's, that, I'm called that sometimes. Okay, yeah, yeah, sorry. I correct myself. Ah, all I'm right. I'm trying to bind you in a contract, sorry. All right, have a good, thanks everybody. We will all talk right. to you soon.